me share with you one of my gripes. Church is often unengaging, uninteresting, and seemingly irrelevant. I'm sure that's not going to help me get subscribers, but if I'm being honest, that's what it is. And let's be really candid about it. The decline in church attendance among people in a big way my age and younger, especially guys, I'm 40, is I think proof of the fact that I'm right that church has a tendency in our day of being unengaging, uninteresting, and seemingly irrelevant. Over the last 20 years, I've had the privilege of serving within a local church, and it is my view that the local church is a necessity. We were created for connection. We were created to live life in connection with God and with one another, and the church provides, I think, the best environment for these two things to be realized. But people, especially those in their teens and 20s and 30s, are disengaging from church and they are deconverting from Christianity. They post their deconversion videos a lot of times on things like YouTube. Why is this happening? Because the church is often unengaging, uninteresting, and seemingly irrelevant. Now, how did it get like this? Well, it wasn't coronavirus. Coronavirus is just the latest accelerant for this great church departure that's been happening for the better part of the last 20 to 25 years. How did it get like this? Well, I was I was recently having a conversation with a new friend of mine who is an avowed atheist. He wasn't always an atheist. He was raised Catholic. And his wife is still a devout Catholic. He is a couple of years older than me. And he was sharing with me that he decided when he was 40 to start doing martial arts, specifically Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He was 40 when he started doing that. And prior to doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, he was really big into CrossFit, and I'm pretty sure he still did, did that. Now, I did martial arts for a lot of years. I have a black belt in Taekwondo. But I thought it was interesting that this guy started doing martial arts at 40. That's not your typical shift. I understand martial arts when you're a kid or maybe in your, your early 20s, but what moves a guy at 40 to start doing martial arts? And I had a hunch, so I thought I'd test it. And I said to my friend, so you like podcasts? He said, yeah. I said, you probably listen to Joe Rogan. Yep, Sam Harris. Yep, I listed off a few more. Yep, yep, yep. This guy is involved in a community with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and before that CrossFit. And he religiously listens to hours of long-form instructive content each week. He is a part of a church. Not in the traditional sense, but it is a church. If you look at the definition of the Greek word that is translated church in the New Testament, it's a gathering of people that have a, a common connection of some sort. And he left the Catholic church that he was raised in for the CrossFit BJJ podcast church. Why? Because it was engaging and interesting and relevant. Of course, by this time, you might be thinking... How is this helpful to my coffee time today? What is the point of this rant? I have spent pretty much all of my adult life so far serving a local church. And I've spent a lot of time over the last 21 years observing the church in America. 
And I'm a Bible and theology guy. I'm sure that you can tell when you listen to the things that I'm talking about on here. And here's my issue with the church in America. And I'm talking primarily to the Bible-focused churches in America, like mine. Most Bible-focused churches in America over the last 20 years have become progressively reformed in their theology. And they are pastored primarily by a bunch of seminary-trained Bible geeks who love theology. And, and I, have, I have no issue with people who love theology, because I love theology as well. And while they might know all the intricacies of theology, they have no idea what a rear naked choke or armbar is. And, and you may think, well, what's that got to do with anything? Well, it has to do with reaching people in our community. And these guys, they can wax eloquent about the grace of God that brings salvation appearing to all men. And they could spend months delving into the finer theological points of Aquinas and Luther and Calvin and Edwards on grace, but they haven't turned the corner toward the practical realities of what that grace is supposed to accomplish in our lives today, in the present time. Their theology is mostly good, but it's it's also mostly impractical. How can I, I say that? Because Paul's theology, the guy who originally penned a lot of the New Testament, moved people towards practicalities as he talked about the grace of God. And I'm reading this morning in Paul's letter to Titus chapter 2, and he writes this, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people zealous for good works. The church that I grew up in was overly focused on what Paul says there in that passage, the great glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. They were infatuated with eschatology, the end times. But the church that a lot of people today are disengaging from is overly focused on the theological underpinnings of every nuanced saying of the New Testament. They are leaving the church because, sure, it, it talks about these deep theological truths, but they don't see how those theological truths connect to their lives. And a lot of those people, they are disengaging from the church, but they're engaging with other forms of community and content that are calling them to a life of self-denial and self-discipline to living soberly and righteously in an upstanding good way. And the church doesn't seem to be talking to them about those things, even though the Bible has a lot to say to people about those things. It's fascinating to me that a lot of these guys that I grew up with or people who are my age and a little bit younger who have left the church, they, they are being attracted to the teachings of Seneca, and to the ideas of self-denial. And the church just isn't speaking to them and calling them to living in the present age. We can be so focused on what Jesus accomplished in the past, which is absolutely true and absolutely important, and we should know that his death on the cross deals with our sin, but his death on the cross and the grace that God gives to us, it should transform our lives in the present age, that we should live soberly, 
righteously and godly in the present age, that we would be redeemed and purified from every lawless deed. This is what God wants to accomplish in our lives. So while the church is speaking about the nuances of theology, we should also be showing people how the nuances of theology transform our lives right now. Not overly focused on the end times and life in eternity, not too far focused on what was accomplished through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. All those things are important, but we also need to show people how that affects our lives right now and what the call of Christ is for today. Well, that's something to think about as you have your coffee today. We'll see you next time. Thank you.